they're out again. Maury and Tim escape from the radio. And now, those two guys. Maury Eskenazi and Tim Hunter. Hey, uh, the boys are back, and uh, I thought of something I wanted to open with, Maury. Um, you get up in the morning, and you head for the Internet. What sites do you go to? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So, um, first of all, my my starter pages are um, uh, Yahoo. That's where I get my news from. Oh, and wow. Then, and then ESPN. Really? Just those two? Yeah, just those two. And then after that... After I get that taken care of now, ESPN was more um, when when sports was on, and I would check my fantasy teams and my fantasy lineups every day. But uh, now it's more like I'll go to Yahoo and then Facebook and then Instagram. Because I have the, the writing job, I write for Radio Online, which is a show prep service. I have a collection of sites I visit every morning, and I can rattle them off real quickly. Uh, the Drudge Report, first stop, USA Today, then Yahoo, then MSNBC, uh, People Magazine, New York Post, CNN, uh, GeekWire, <laughs> BuzzFeed, and Fark. There you go. Any of those ring bells? Or? Uh, yeah, I know, I've, I've, I know all of those. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, I'm sp I spend too much time uh, going over my makeup tutorials that I like to watch. So <laughs> maybe that maybe that's why. What was the last thing you learned how to do uh, thanks to YouTube? Changing the battery in my car. And I saw you did that successfully. Yeah. No I one did was it. I killed. Did it very Nobody. Uh -uh. I actually had a uh, I have a Subaru pressure washer I bought at Costco and the stupid thing wouldn't start has the electric start and everything. So I went on YouTube and said, you know, Subaru pressure washer won't start. And uh, they showed me how to clean the carburetor. And I took it apart like I knew what I was doing, and I cleaned it, and it started. Isn't that amazing? It's such um, a good feeling. 20 years ago, I couldn't do anything, and I wouldn't know how to get anywhere. Now there's a GPS, and my phone tells me where to go and where to turn and stuff. Yeah, in the um, case of the pressure washer, I could have taken it in and had some schmo uh, that knows what he's doing do that, which took all of maybe 10 minutes, and then charge me 70 bucks or something like that. So it's amazing what you can do. You know what? Uh, when, I hang, when I'm done with you here, I'm going to um, look up how to build a wing to my house. I'm going to give that you a should. shot. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then have a flying house. Yeah. yeah. You, know what, you, know, you know what... Uh, makes me different than people that know how to do stuff besides there's a million things but the main thing is is that i'm one of those guys i'm so add is that i'll fix something and then like a week later i'll go where did i put that hammer and they spend like oh, two wow. hours looking for my tools that's my and when i say my tools i kind of laugh out loud because i don't have you know it's not like i ever went to the store and bought tools because i'm fixing stuff you know what i mean it's just like pass down through uh, my dad and, and, you know. 
Well, my so, dad was a mechanic for United Airlines, so oh he, yeah, so yeah, he was a ground mechanic, so he he did the ground stuff. He didn't do the planes, but if there were anything to do with cars, so it's like when I bought a Volkswagen van and it blew up like a month after I bought it, uh, he rebuilt the engine in his spare time. He'd come home and uh, took the engine apart and put it all back together and got it running, and we sold it. So uh, wow. he just knew how to fix things. I know he was severely disappointed that I didn't study and learn from him, and I do kick myself or not, but uh, at the time, uh, it was girls and basketball. Those were the right. two things, you know? Right, right. Yeah, my, my dad, we weren't very... Um, he worked in the yard all the time. I had to, like, pull weeds and do that kind of stuff, but, mm-hmm. you know, there was no, like, uh, rebuilding carburetors or, or, uh, or that kind of stuff in my family. When a car broke, we would just buy a new one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you doing uh, things that your dad used to do now? Um, sometimes, sometimes I'll talk to my kids, or I'll say something, and I'll stop, and I go, "Oh my God, that's what my dad would say," you know, that kind of stuff. I find myself um, with uh, some of the uh, mannerisms and things like that. I'm trying to think what it is. I know, like while speaking, running out of breath. Uh, you know, being a broadcaster, you need to do that. You need to keep talking. You're not supposed to, you know, gulp and, and swallow. But I find myself doing that. And then I think, oh, my dad used to do that all the time. Yeah. So it's a learned habit. My dad, his signature um, theme song, he would whistle finiculi finicula. Like. Really? <laughs> that That's like, like forever and ever. If you like randomly. Uh, call one of my kids and go, hey, what did Papa Ike, what was his theme song? And they would just automatically go, oh yeah, finiculi, finiculi. He would, he would, he would whistle it while he's mowing the lawn. If we were, if God forbid, if we were going down in a plane and the plane was about to crash, you would hear finiculi, finiculi. I mean, he would always have that going. So, yeah. You know, one thing about our generation is that we became acquainted with a lot of opera and classical songs through Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the Barber of Seville, Uh uh, that whole thing with Elmer Fudd and Figaro and all that. I mean, that's where I became familiar. And that's that's the extent of my familiarity with that kind of music. uh, (laughs) Through cartoons. Yeah. That's that's my world. I mean, I really was raised, uh, you know, Warner Brothers, uh, Tom and Jerry. Bullwinkle, all those great cartoons. I mean, they really did shape me. I don't know if it's good or bad, but they did. Did your folks have, um, like, albums at your house? Oh, yeah. Yeah, more uh, Ray Conniff. Yeah. Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass was big. Mine, Um, too. I think we had, what was that? I I know there was, like, Mitch Miller. Oh, yeah, uh, sing along with And uh, Tony Bennett and Frank mm-hmm. Sinatra. Frank so Sinatra, I'm kind of, I love all that music because, you know, my parents used to play it all the time. Um, when I was a kid, I won uh, uh, an album on uh, KNBR in San Francisco. Uh, you had to call and tell a joke. And if they put you on and then you told your joke, I won a Bill Cosby album back when Bill Cosby albums were a thing. To listen to you know it's that was kind of, my cool aunt yeah. had a bill cosby album yeah why and is when there we air over to her house yeah yeah when we go over to her house we'd listen and uh it was hilarious but we right. never had any bill cosby albums in our house yeah my i found one day uh my parents had a red fox album 
And oh wow, yeah. I did. I didn't know. I got in trouble because I was going to listen to the Red Fox album. And years later, I finally listened to it, and I know why they got all upset with me. Was, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot was of bad funny. words. He yeah, was really he was yeah. funny. Uh, Red Fox and Mom's Mabley. Mom's Mabley, yeah. I don't know if you remember, remember. her, but... I do. Yeah. She's because we Because we always watched the Mike Douglas show and the Merv Griffin show, and Mom's Mabley was on, was on that. I'm trying to remember that other... It was a black comedian... And I remember seeing him on TV, and it's one of those impressionable moments I can remember. Uh, Scoey Mitchell. Yeah, Scoey Mitchell. Scoey Mitchell. Yeah. And I remember him being on one of the talk shows. And it was a daytime, probably uh, Dick Cabot or Steve Allen or something like that. And he was telling this story about how he was out working in his yard one day. And, you know, this applies to what's going on today. And uh, some couple went walking by, and they said, Hey, you do real good work. You know, how much do you charge for that? <laughs> and and he said, oh, I get to sleep with the lady inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was brilliant. That's very funny. That's yeah. very funny. I, I had um, my mom's cousin uh, in San Francisco. Uh, we would go visit him, and he would let me. I think I was like about eight or nine I remember him going, hey, you have to listen to this. And it was uh, George Carlin, a George Carlin album. Oh, wow. Like the Hippy Dippy Weatherman, you know, like one of yes. the early George Carlin stuff. Far yeah. out and solid. Yeah. 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 I, I, watched a, um, I watched a documentary. It was called When Jews Were Funny. And it was like a history of, <laughs> of it was the history of uh, Jewish comedians. And uh, oh. Alan King was one of my favorite comedians. Well, and uh, Henny Youngman up. and Jack Benny. Yeah, Robert Klein. Robert um, Klein, yeah. Yeah, all on that. I, and I remember just on the Ed Sullivan show watching all, you know, that's when I would see all these uh, new comedians. I remember back in the day in high school when the new Cheech and Chong album came out. And right after school, we went over to a record store, and they had those back then. Yeah. And we bought it for, I think, two ninety nine, and then brought it home and listened to it because, like, it was a big deal. Yeah. Cheech and Chong. What was it? Uh, uh, their famous skit, Dave's Not Here. This was the one <laughs> that was on the very first one. Oh. And this was their second one. Um, Basketball with, Jones. Uh, class. Yeah. Yeah. That one in Basketball Jones. Yeah. And, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Good their times. movies are pretty much, you know, brain candy. They're really stupid, but they still make me laugh. When's the last time you watched one of their movies? A couple of, probably a month or two ago. Huh. I just, I was combing through looking for things and my wife was doing something and wasn't going to be in the room. She said, okay, well, watch something when I get in the room. Well, she was taking her time. So I, I just said, well, I might as well watch this as long as I can. And it was so stupid, but I pretty bet. funny. I know? watched, um, speaking of uh, movies and uh, marijuana, I watched uh, the movie Pineapple Express last night. Mm. Yeah, that was a good one. I just saw that we have that, and I've never seen it. Yeah, it's really good. It's pretty funny. I, I love, um, I love uh, Franco and uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen. How could I forget oh, Seth for Rogen? For God's sakes. Do you, Do you know that if you go to Canada and use their uh, train system, you know, kind of like whatever it is, the subway or the tramway, mm -hmm. um, the messages that you next stop, blah blah blah, it's all Seth Rogen. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, he's really? from he's from Vancouver, 
And wow. uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's his voice. Well, there's something interesting. Yeah, totally. It's my dog barking in the background. You have one dog or two? I have two dogs. That's what I thought. Yeah. Which one's that? That is the youngest one. Tessie is her name. Little black dog. Okay. Yeah. Now, why'd you decide to get two dogs? Um, first of all, I don't think it's any of your business. Uh, <laughs> second of all. No, the reason I ask is my stepson has been a big uh, fan of having multiple dogs because it helps keep them busy. We've always had two dogs. This is our huh. fourth batch of uh, two dogs that we've had, if that makes sense at all. What, do you uh, get them at two at a time? And no. Uh-uh. Goes... It's kind of like buying milk. You buy it. And then once you know that it's almost out, you get another one just to keep, you know, keep it going. So, okay. yeah, my other dog, Louie, Louie is seven. Um, mm-hmm. So, and we got Louie, we got Louie when, right after we had to put this other dog of ours down. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got Louie to keep. That is hard. It's the that worst. That is really hard. It's the worst. Yeah. I know. That's the yeah. only thing that, and we have a senior cat that's, I think, 19 or something like that. And it's my wife's cat. It's. Uh, her kid's cat they brought it home they left and left the cat here and but my wife has adopted it and uh, pretty much just takes it everywhere and but it's takes like it everywhere you maybe. take a, you take a cat everywhere well no it takes it everywhere in the house i uh, should say okay sorry. we've gotten to the stage now where the cat is kind of senile and so he forgets he has food uh-huh so she has to take him down to the food huh so how do you know that he forgets that he has food because he starts doing the things where he's hungry and needs to be fed. Oh, I see. And then you take him down there and he goes, oh, there it is. Yeah, I see. So, whatever. We weren't cat people growing up. But then, you know, my, da- never been. my daughter who lives with her boyfriend, um, they have two cats. And uh, I know she's not going to listen to this. but And it just, <laughs> it, you know, I go there and she like, hey, say hello to her. And I just kind of back up. I don't want anything to do with these cats. I don't trust them. <laughs> I, you know, I honestly have never, ever, ever been with anyone who had a cat for a pet. Yeah. And so this was a first for me, too. And I just, I can understand uh, the high appreciation of dogs. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. They actually will pay attention and listen to you and yeah. not ignore you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like cat. Come here, come here, kitty. Come here, come here, come here. No. Just sits there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, today is a huge day. Baseball started today. They're they're in uh, they're training in their stadiums, uh, and the MLB network has seven hours of coverage. Oh my god! Yeah, seven. I hours. saw there were some Mariners working out at T-Mobile Park. Yeah, that's where so. every t- every team is working out at their local stadiums. Wow! So it's pretty exciting. I really have doubts about that, and I have doubts about the NFL. Uh, there, there's already a one, at least one doctor warning against the college uh, players playing right. their game. He says if they do, uh, you know, it could mean hundreds of them get the uh, COVID, and there will be at least three to six deaths. Wow. I don't know how he has that figured out, yeah. but uh, I know I was looking forward. The the Huskies were supposed to open up at home against Michigan. Oh really? Big. Oh no, it was a major. It's a it's a swap. In fact, next year. We are planning on going if people are allowed to travel and we're still around. Uh, next year, go to Michigan to their huge stadium, which I think holds 106,000, uh-huh. and go see the game and pl- see the Huskies play them there. But this year's game, eh, 
I read that they're going to use Michigan Stadium as a drop-off point for zombies next year. So that's good. Perfect. <laughs> uh, have you ever you've seen World War Z, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that movie. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with that. Was that the Brad Pitt one? It was, and I'm yeah. I'm convinced so, my wife could actually watch it, and she's not a zombie fan. So there's an opening scene, and and I did a, a Maury the Movie Guy movie premiere of that at the Galaxy Theater, and oh yeah, there's an opening scene where they're in a grocery store and they're being chased by zombies, and I leaned over to the person that was sitting next to me and I said, that reminds me of the QFC on Broadway, the same type of uh, uh, crowd that goes in there. That's what I was saying. That. So. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that was that is a good movie. You know, it's so funny that you're talk we're talking about this because I have this video game I'm playing called The Last of Us Part 2. And uh uh The Last of Us Part 1 was the zombie apocalypse and they had to you know, the resistance had to like fight to stay alive and this is the second part of it. And so this morning uh, before I was talking to you I was just suffering from major anxiety because I was being chased by a horde of zombies and couldn't get away. <laughs> and couldn't get away. So, isn't it funny how we as a nation are prepared and ready for a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. But this COVID thing just caught us by surprise. Yeah, exactly. There's no masks involved with a with oh, a zombie apocalypse. That's right. You don't yeah. have to wear a mask while you're killing zombies. Yeah, totally. Oh, totally. for God's sake. Where so, um. What uh, uh, what are your plans? Well, you know, speaking of this, I don't we're you know right before the Fourth of July, but I read that uh, they're, the president is going to Mount Rushmore and they're going to have fireworks and no masks are required. There is so much going on, uh, and what's interesting now, uh, you know, the, this whole taking down history and monuments and stuff like that. So right. there's there's talk of taking down Mount Rushmore. There's talk of taking down that Confederate uh, thing, Stone Mountain, down in Georgia, which I can't imagine that happening. And then uh, the Redskins, they're finally making a move in the Washington Redskins where FedEx, who owns the naming rights to the stadium, is demanding that they change the team name. And the team, just uh, this morning as we're recording this, uh, said that they uh, are considering changing the name now. That's Fantastic. You know, I, I read somewhere somebody suggested uh, the name they should call themselves are the are the pigskins because it has to do with football oh. and and the fans can still keep their, you know, ghost skins, that type of stuff. OK, so, that makes sense. Yeah. I'd heard that yeah. they were going to change it to the capital Redskins, uh, but that would be missing the point. So. <laughs> uh, really this bloody. is a delayed broadcast. So. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, I understand it, you know, and then I actually uh, talk about this on, uh, I'll be talking about this on Monday. It'll seem like yesterday. Uh, but down in Portland, they had a bunch of protesters try to tear down one of the statues there. It had been there for 120 years, and they did so much damage to the base that the city had to take down that statue. It was a statue of a deer. Of a buck, a male deer. It's like, well, what history are you trying to correct by taking that one down? I I just found that really odd. It's like, you know, I can understand, you know, I wish they'd go the legal means and just say we need to get rid of this one. 
But now mob mentality, I, I think I mentioned this last week, is that Popular Science actually uh, did an article in their latest magazine on how to properly tear down a statue. <laughs> it's like the, the world wow. is just coming unglued. Right. Yeah, I, I read, I think I read somewhere that they're talking about um, uh, maybe Mount Rushmore thing, the Abraham Lincoln, because I, I read somewhere that even though he freed slaves... He was a slave owner, so that's why they want him off it. See, and I didn't think he was, but I know Washington yeah. and Jefferson were. Right. I can't understand it from that perspective. All I can understand is, like, you know, if you had a great-great-grandfather and he was an asshole, he's still your great-great-grandfather oh, and he's still in the family. Right. I, I just, to go back and say that, by today's standards, this was wrong two or three hundred years ago. And I, I get that slavery was insanely wrong. But how does, and getting rid of the reminders, I mean, like the, the Confederate flag and stuff like that, that all makes sense. Right. But just tearing down statues and, I don't know, replacing, rewriting history, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, it's, I, I agree with that. You know, but then on the other hand, um, um, like, you know, the the uh, the Redskins thing, you know. Oh, um, obvious. Should yeah. have been changed a long, long time ago. And it would be like, um, you know, I, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago that, you know, Nazi Germany, if you see, you know, they don't have statues of uh, Adolf Hitler in, in Germany, right. you know, that. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's it's, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm hmm. But, I'll um, be curious where this all settles. I mean, right now we we were this way, and now we're swinging the other way. And this right. country has always done that. It goes back and forth. Uh, a friend of mine posted on Facebook today. It was a logo of, uh, maybe you've seen this, of Trump's 2020 campaign, which was an American eagle with its talons on, on uh, 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 globe. And... It was compared to the exact same Nazi Germany logo mm. that they used. You know, basically the same exact thing. It's interesting, so. the Finland Air Force, and I didn't even know there was one, but they have been using a logo for the last 60 years, 70 years, that had a swastika in it. Huh. And it was up there in the like the corner of the logo, but they just never got around to changing it from World War II. Wow. I thought, well, that's odd. Wow. You know, some things are so obvious. But then again, Washington Redskins. Right. You know. Let's I can't, um, be can't let, believe that. Let's talk about um let's talk about the fourth of July now. I mean this is sure. gonna, this is gonna be a lame fourth of July. We've um, already had three uh big M eighties go off outside, my wife's freaking out. I was thinking you know, cowering. I I was totally thinking about that. Um um I hope it's not scaring the nineteen year old cat, by the way. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Well, I've already gone and picked up drugs for Louie. My older dog is the one. He, like, totally freaks out. He hmm. he starts shaking when it's raining outside. So, literally, he's not living in the right place. But, um, so I have my, uh, got my drugs ready for him. But um, what was the uh, uh, best 4th of July you ever took part in? Oh, my um, there are good ones for different reasons. I've enjoyed the ones recently a lot because my routine normally this weekend, I'd be going to Bothell, 
about oh, 1030. Yeah. Yep. Go to Boffle about 10.30. Stop by the, the firehouse there because they have a annual pancake breakfast. The fire department puts it on for hey, free. Hang on Anyone one second. Anyone who wants to come by, sure. I have I have two birds are dead in my yard. For some are you reason. blaming the dog? or? Louie, put <coughs> it down, buddy. Hey. Ew. No. Hey. Hungry? Thirsty? The refreshment stand is open with everything to satisfy your taste buds. Here's the menu, the hottest, freshest, crunchiest popcorn. Each kernel popped to its fullest with that real movie time taste. Cold drinks, you'll find your favorite ice cold, tasty, and thirst quenching. And hot dogs, hamburgers, and candy too. Now a short intermission, so you'll have time to make your selection before the show begins. Tim? He's back. Ah, so. Ah, what a disaster. So at any rate, I have bird's nests, like three of them on top of our little beam by our deck. Uh-huh. And I was sitting there talking to you and going, what are my dogs doing? with? And a couple of the birds fell out and they were dead in my yard. Oh. And one dog had it in his mouth, picked it up, and now that dog is puking all over my backyard. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's what went on. So I apologize for that. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. And while while you were gone taking care of your uh, your critters, uh, another big giant explosion went off outside. So my wife really going out to see who's doing all this. So. Is the, is it um, is it illegal to shoot off fireworks in Seattle? Oh yeah, extremely. Oh, okay. And yeah. it's bad enough if we're, we're the safe and sanes, but these are like the M80s that right. shake the house. So. I was thinking about I was thinking about this the other day, you know, as far as the way parents are with their kids today compared to back when I was a kid. Back when I was a kid growing up in California, I must have been 10, 9 or 10, and we would get like cherry bombs and M80s and blow up fences and and wow. mailboxes and stuff. Isn't that crazy? Can you imagine letting your kid just yeah, see you guys. Go play with a little quarter stick of dynamite. Have fun. Well, when we uh, went back to South Dakota when I was a kid, uh, back there it was uh, kind of the wild, wild west. And uh, my little five- and six-year-old uh, cousins used to get firecrackers in packs of 200 and light them on fire or light them one at a time and throw them at you. Right. And just to scare the city kids. So, Well, I want to get back to my 4th of July tradition, damn it. Yeah, totally. My, you know, yeah. my, my favorite 4th of July, one of my favorites, I'll never forget the uh, Bicentennial 1976 Okay. Uh, 4th of July. was uh, It was awesome. It was cool. All, a lot of great stuff going on. My parents would have a big party every year. So oh. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, my tradition was going down to the uh, Bothell Firehouse at around uh, 1030. Uh, they have a free pancake breakfast for anyone who wants to come by. Big long line there. And then uh, I would go from there to downtown Bothell, where on Main Street I'd uh, stand there, do a little intro. They'd have the kiddies parade, and then I'd do another intro, and they'd do the uh, big grand parade for the Freedom Festival. And I would sit there and make uh, smart aleck remarks. All of those are available on the City of Bothell YouTube channel huh. uh, from back in, I think, 2002 was my first one. So, hey everybody, how's it going? I, you know that <laughs> I used to have a blast. <laughs> oh yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I totally. I'm if I'm I'm telling you this right now. If we have a Fourth of July next year, um, I'm <laughs> I'm totally. I'm assuming we will. Yeah, I hope so. 
I'm totally in for the pancake breakfast with you. I'm there. Oh, okay. I'm totally there. Well, you don't you do a parade on the fourth? Yeah, or? I do one in Arlington, but the, it, there's is uh, at night. It starts at like four o'clock or something. Oh, like that. okay. Yeah. yeah. And you know, here's something pretty funny. We did back in the early days of our radio station, and I say like in the last 16 years. I remember uh, we did. We had the parade on the radio with Tom Lafferty and Stitch Mitchell. Uh, Colin, play-by-play of the parade, and I was I was in the parade route interviewing uh, people that were walking by, that were in oh the parade. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I know. It seemed like Except a good idea. Except for the idea. Everett parade, or yeah, for... the Everett parade, the Everett parade. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, parades just aren't the same on the radio, you know. <laughs> you, you think? <laughs> You know, it's funny, uh, I was uh, welcoming new listeners and thanking people for tuning in and stuff like that. And uh, one of the women I know that listens to the show, she lives in Bothell. Uh, she posted on our Facebook page that she was raised in Oak Harbor. And she remembers winning uh, an album from KRKO back when she was a teenager, uh, a John Denver album. Wow. It was cool. just a few years ago. But, yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> they had, speaking of parades... Um, uh, Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon a couple years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, in I can't remember the characters they were. Did, do you know what I'm talking I about? I did see that. Yeah. You're talking about for the Rose Parade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah, that, that great was hilarious. stuff. It was so good. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and one more parade thing. Um, yeah. My good friend, uh, Megan Farrell, uh, her and her husband a few years ago, uh, got. she's a breast cancer survivor. And she got to be on the Norwegian Cruise Line float in the oh. uh, in the Rose Parade, and they got to hang out with uh, you know the bartender Isaac on the Love Boat. The cast of the Love Boat oh. was was on this. Uh, oh my God! Float with them, so that was pretty funny. Is she related to Stu Malloy? Uh, you mean of GSR Reynolds? No, yeah. huh? I don't think. Okay. I don't, I don't think just she wondered because we hadn't yeah. mentioned his name yet. I know, I but hate to let she, a podcast end without that. She does live in Monroe, so oh, see, there you go. Same exact Somehow thing. it all her comes husband, together. Her husband, Mike Farrell, is is the head. He's the Leslie Nope of uh, Monroe, Monroe Parks and Recreation. Really? Yeah, he's in charge of Parks and Rec for Monroe. Wow. Yeah. It, it pays to know and, you know people that are up there. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue. I'm going to add on to the story. So he's sure. from Chicago. He's a huge mm-hmm. Chicago Cubs fan. And they have a dog park in Monroe called Wiggly Field. Wiggly oh, Field. Oh, that's hilarious. Isn't that cool? Wow. Yeah. You learn so much on this podcast, it's you a, know? It's amazing what uh, I can't remember anything, but I remember the stuff that I do. So One of these go. days, you'll get credit for I listening so. to this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, Mr. Eskenazi, uh, you were, we're both actually heading off into a weekend, so have a good one. You and, too. Uh, we'll compare notes and uh, get together again next week. All right. I hope no birds. I was going to say no birds were hurt in this broadcast, but there actually there was a couple, so I apologize. How, how's your dog doing? Okay. He's okay. He's getting some water right now. Okay. He's good. He's good. All right. Take yeah. care. All right, man. You've just listened to Maury and Tim Escape from the Radio with Maury Eskenazi and Tim Hunter a wackyweek.com production. No insects were injured in the making of this program. Well, maybe one. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like us. 
If you didn't, please send it to someone that annoys you.